Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Give me two. What's up, everybody? It's Mike Bovier, Benjamin Chase, and Robbie Baseball Live here for the Prospects Power Hour. Uh, right off the top, I want to tell you right now, this is labeled wrong. It's incorrect. We're not going to be doing these three teams today. I put the wrong graphic up, and I labeled it with the wrong teams. Robbie and Ben prepared for three different teams. So this will all be fine by the time you see it after the show. But if you're coming in live, you're going to see this right now and say, wait a minute, this isn't Cleveland, Miami, and the Angels. So... Instead of that, we're going to present you with the Boston KBO. Red Sox. KBO, oh. right. KBO, uh, Wannabes, <laughs> Boston Red Sox, the Reds, and the Astros. So this is a Red Sox, Reds, Astros show. Be aware of that. But if you have questions, you can jump in the live stream, give us your thoughts, ask questions, mainly about these teams. But if you have a, a prospect question, we'll try to answer it along the way. So, Robbie, this is, a, I think, our f- first official show together outside of the 300 shows. our first prospect show. So good to have you aboard. Absolutely. I'm glad you stopped ducking me. <laughs> it's about damn time. Finally facing my fears. And Ben, yeah. you know, I, I'm i really excited about how this series is going now. This is our third year doing it. And yep. so far, the shows you've done so far on the other prospects, which are available on our YouTube and all podcast platforms under Palazzo Podcast. Who else? Utah. Utah. They're really Give good. They're concise and detailed. And I think they provide something at least a little bit different in the prospects realm, which is very crowded. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and I love that we are, we're having good chats, you know, we're, we're having really good, really good discussion on, on the guys we're getting. And I think Robbie and I were talking after I, I think the first one that we ended up, you know, you're supposed to cover probably between the two of us. If we all, if we each had completely different, uh, guys, you'd have a possibility of 36 players. And we said, so do you think we got to that many guys? And I went, you know, we might've, because we're, we're covering quite a few guys off of our three and three, which we do have some overlap. That's normal. I mean, there's, it's, sure. you know, if, if we're, let's talk tonight, if you don't have Marcelo Meyer in either your first three or your next three with the Boston Red Sox, come on now. You're not really talking prospects. You're just trying to, you know, make a hot take. Wow, dude. So. Well, right. So we're not going to try to make this something that it's not. It's just a a different way to look at it. Right, Robbie? We take an angle and we try to provide you with three. But really, you guys end up always talking about more than three. Yeah. And I mean, I'm specifically looking at this from I'm, you know, putting together my draft list for my various dynasty leagues, keeper leagues. Um, Who are the guys that I think are going to provide return? sooner than later and who are the guys that i think could be like big splashes so i'm taking big swings with my second half it's far less about um your sp5 but at the same time as i'm saying it i'm staring at one guy who's giving me fits not to give anything away that could end up being an sp45 type guy 
Okay. Yeah. I'm going to lock you in there. That sounds good. Uh, Plaza Podcast. That's where we are on all socials. Two L's, two Z's. You, talk. you can email the show if Give you me two. want to. Nobody is ever emailing a show, but you are able to do so. Plaza Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's take it off the top here. So remember, this is Boston, Cincinnati, and Houston. You guys want to start with Boston or you want to start with something else? Oh, we, can, we can go straight to Boatown. So okay, Bean Town. I've never. Yeah, he did say Bow Town. Is that B O yeah. Town? Like it's a stinky ass town. Yeah, I I, I, I was on on my honeymoon. Somebody called it Bow Town when we pulled in, and I went, <laughs> "That's different." So I don't know why, oh, yeah. but that's been like a thing that has stuck ever since. So okay, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. surprising. But I think Eric Cross would take offense to that. Although he doesn't live wow. in Boston, but he enjoys. I'm sure he enjoys the town of Boston, but yeah. Uh, so let's do this. Let's start with the, we'll offer the top three and then we'll offer the next top three and then they'll throw in their other players in between. But Ben, why don't you lead us off with your top three for the Boston Red Sox? So for me, the top one is, is Marcelo Meyer pretty easily. Uh, then I've got Roman Anthony and Sedan Raffaella is my third one that I put on there. Um, and, you know, I, I guess that's probably going to be the most quote unquote controversial one of being a top three guy even though he's usually a top five in their system pretty con- pretty universally. But the way I have looked at him since he was in the minors, we talked about this last year on this same show when I was talking with, uh, with uh, Eric, and I said, it's, it's basically a Michael Harris light profile. I don't think he's going to ever put up those kind of offensive numbers in any category but it's that kind of defense that's gonna play every day because of that and he can put up a little power he can put up a little speed he's gonna give you double digits in both that's a that's a nice profile so that's why i like Raffaella because i just see a very high high floor sort of guy okay that's perfect uh, Raphael is perfect. my number one He's my number wow. one. So and it, I think See? it's I think it's a bit of a cheat because he's an MLBer already. Um, yeah. Might be a great 2020 oh. guy for a few years. That's the peak we're looking at. We're not trying to get silly with it. Um, hot fantasy pickup last year, 2017 J2 guy came along slow, right? We, you know, lost him to uh, 2020. And then all of a sudden, boom, he appeared after 2022. Uh, like you said, great glove. And, and that's going to be a big part of him getting opportunities in Boston. And they do have an interesting looking outfield for this year, which will provide him with playing opportunity. Uh, again, we need to see it, you know, come, come through full, uh, full fledged at the MLB level. Number two, uh, I went with uh, Meyer, Marcelo Meyer, not, not a fun and exciting pick. Cause he's just one of those guys that's rostered everywhere. Obviously the ceiling's high on him. He's a ways away. Let's just see what happens. And then I've got, <clears throat> okay. I am so good at pronouncing names. Nazan Zantello, who was their second round pick in this last year's draft. Don't uh, be that's that my guy. Number three. Oh, I'm that flipping guy. All right. You are. Um, that's and, okay. I'm going to give him, you gave a Michael Harris on uh, uh, Michelangelo's brother, Raffaella, and I'm going to go with a Beau Bichette comp. He's got a feel to him. Oh, I... uh, high school prep circuit star. He's going to grow. And I mean, like, I've watched, I even watched some interviews of this guy. Like he's got, he's got so much hair. I I'm jealous, um, <laughs> but he also could be a Bogarts type and he's in the, you know, he's with Boston to be a Bogarts type for the stat line. Uh, I think tall, tall, lanky guy. If I'm, I don't have his, his, uh, 
um, you know, pitcher in front of me anymore. My wife made me take no. it down, but um, yeah, he just has that look about him of like, this guy is a baseball guy ready for the post game interview, talking about how everybody was digging at balls. And he just yeah. seems like that kind of guy to me. And he's, he's six to 200 right now. And okay. I think, solid. yeah, he's a solid guy. He could still handle short. I think he's probably a third baseman long-term, but he's definitely got the arm to handle that well. And so, you know, even if he's a, I, I like where you're going. I, he fits the mold of a, a number of guys we're going to talk about over the course of the night where if just, if the hit tool hits, then you've got something, but because he's got power, he's got speed. They're really pretty, but yeah, I, I will say since I don't, I will give a preview here. I don't have him on my next three, so mm-hmm. he's a good guy to chat about. Because yeah, I I loved the pick. I think it's a guy that they can because of where their depth sits at on the left side of the infield right now. They can let him go at his own pace. Yeah, um, I had a, a speed comparable or a development comparable to um, the Angels with David Calabrese, who's a future episode. Um, oh. And and Calabrese is 20 years old or was 20 years old last year, went to double A and they just let him play like the line doesn't look good. And we can get into him in the next one. But I could yep. see that same kind of profile of we're going to give you a level a year. You're going to be ahead of every like younger, sorry, um, younger than everybody, the level you're at. And you have failed. Let you do it. Just let you do it. <laughs> and if he ends up repeating a level like at double A, um, I think that just means that's when Boston's like, okay, show us what you got now. You know, like you tripped yep. up at A, we moved you, or you hit okay, whatever. Um, we'll see what what happens with him there. But I, I really like him, and he just looks like a gamer to me. Yep. All right. So, so with that, let's hear Ben's next top three or the next big three. Excuse yeah. me. So the next three I have, it, you know, I'm going to start off just torquing Robbie off by talking about a catcher. Um, I'm Kyle going on mute. <laughs> but, but in all reality, Kyle Teal's going to make it to the major leagues because he is a tremendously athletic defensive catcher. And I think there's a good chance he could play other places. But this is probably a guy more in like the Gabriel Moreno mode. I'm not, I don't think you'll ever see Kyle Teal hit 30 home runs. He might be lucky to hit 20. Oh. But, but this could be a guy that hits 280, 290, 300. And that's a pretty valuable thing to stick in your catcher spot, especially in two catcher leagues. So that's, that's my evaluation on him. All right. Who else? Now that you got the crappy yeah, one out of the way, I was say I, I, I was gonna, I was waiting to see if you had anything to say on a catcher. Um, so Miguel Blyce is a guy who, good lord, there were places that had him top ten to top twenty in the in all of baseball last year, coming into the season, and quite frankly, he, that's just not who he is. He's just. He, but that said, if he can for sure make if he can make average contact, the power is plus to double plus the speed right now is some of the best speed in their system. You get that guy, even getting a 260, 250 average, he's going to put up a 30, 30 season. I mean, you're talking, I mean, that's, that's really what a lot of what Alfonso Soriano did 
is what you're looking at right here. This is that's that type of a profile. I'm scared about the plate discipline, and if that plate discipline isn't there and he's not making 290 contact, what's that turn into? So, but he's young and he had an injury last year. A lot of people just dumped off of him hard this year. I think he's a guy that we still need to pay attention to. Um, and then finally, Wickelman Gonzalez, who oh. uh, he he might miss the plate more than anyone I've ever considered a potential future starting pitcher. Um, but he comes at it from a low release point. And ha- because of that, he gets the kind of the rise on his fastball the way that like Joe Ryan gets with his fastball. Uh, and secondaries are okay. They're not, I mean, the curve looks wicked from that angle because it looks like the curve is jumping up and then dropping down because of his arm angle, which for a batter's mind, that's really not nice. Um, but the control is absolutely below average. And I mean, you throw him in the bullpen, that's an elite combination of skills, but I, he's got a, He's a solid athlete. There's no reason right now they're even going to think about putting him in the bullpen. And quite frankly, he moved up to double A and actually got better last year. And so that's one of those things where they're going to give him another shot for sure to start because of that. Robbie, what do you say to all that, huh? You got thoughts? You got opinions? I do. I do. My my fear with um, Wilkeman, other than his name, is a little bit tough for me. Um, is what you just said about the bullpen. Like, I feel like if he can't make it as a starter, he misses the zone so much, he's just going to be a walk machine in short relief. So mm-hmm. he really is boomer bust at that position, which again, not not bad for like your second tier, right? He's got to get the control underhand. Kopech was looking horrible until he got up with the White Sox and yeah, then was able to was... control the walks. So it's not like they're exact comparables, but I mean, why not? Let's just do it right now um, and say that. Uh, Chad Teal is not the best catching prospect, and I can't believe I'm wasting time saying that. Um, it's just talking catchers. That's all it is, Chad. It's not you. It's the word catcher. Um, anyway, so <laughs> That's my number mild. four. My number four is Blaze Jordan, twenty-one-year-old uh, Double A prospect. He, he was the YouTube guy. If you're trying yep. to remember exactly where YouTube he came guy. Up. Yeah, in 2020, third round pick. He had some uh, cool YouTube videos of doing fun stuff. And hitting 500 um, foot home runs. Yeah, yeah, know. it was it was kind of like the Jason Dominguez idea of like the videos we saw were like this guy's amazing, and then other people were like, well, if you watched him play all the time, you'll see he's a real baseball player, not a you know phenom. Um, but I love the slower play, pace that uh, Boston's been putting him at, allowing you know the prospect hungry fantasy type GMs to pass him over. Uh, prospect fatigue. He's hit well at every level, and I'm loving the OBP until Double A. Um, still 350 overall in his first three seasons as a pro, and the double A promotion was a 289 dip. Now, guys go to a new league, maybe they're not seeing the fastball as much. The pitchers there are like, I'm going to give you the break and stuff, and he's biting on it. We'll see what happens this year. But I like Jordan in that sense. Uh, the guy that I was getting into fits about earlier is named Richard Fitz. Uh, he is now uh-huh. a this is the rare Yankee. Red Sox trade um, that he came over three pitches, former Yankee farmhand would have been a first round pick if not for an injury in his last year of college. So I'm going to give him the hidden gem value because in 2021, he was a sixth round pick. He played last year at double a 
And my number six guy is Franklin Arias. Um, he can slash will be a shortstop. Uh, he hit well in the DSL, the 350, 440, 453 line. Uh, I love a guy who walks more than he strikes out when he's young. I, we know that that changes when they move over to complex or a ball, but when they start at that point, you know, they've got a better approach than somebody who's trying to hit whatever six home runs in the DSL. Um, so he's, he's too young to say that he can or hit or will hit for power. Um, but I'm buying it before he hops stateside and people start to get real excited about him. So he's a jump in early guy. Jump in early. Get it while it's hot. Uh, what about, okay, give me the ancillary Red Sox that still haven't been discussed too. We got to get that in the bag. Come on, stuff it in there. Like I spend a lot of my time trying not to talk Red Sox um, just because, <laughs> you know, I don't like them growing up as a fan of the Blue Jays, even though we're not going to get into who I do or don't like now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mikey Romero was a popular guy. Nick York was super popular two years ago, right? Everybody, he was, oh, yeah. he was flying. He was flying up lists. Um, and it's still there. Nathan Hickey was another guy that uh, was interesting. Brian Matta, who's, uh, he's, he's, you know, not, he's a major leaguer now, Matta. So, um, you know. Utah, give me two. Matthew Z wants uh, the NFBC guy to give me two. So there's your two. For those of you that are not paying attention, Robbie is having a little fun on the live stream. This is the difference when you're watching the video version <laughs> on YouTube. You get the little extras. If you're not, then you can't see it because you're just listening. So check out YouTube, lots of podcasts, two L's, two Z's. Uh, ben, Utah, else? give me two. You're on mute. Oh, Ben, you're muted. It's oh, so sad when geez. that happens. I bet that was super useful information. No, I'm sure no. it, was. <laughs> it, it was, but uh, the good part <laughs> now is we're I moving just on. Talking. No, uh, William Abreu is the guy who I was going to bring up, and just because I but like we've talked about this many times, I'm a sucker for defense, and Abreu might have the best outfield arm in all of minor league baseball, and so it's a lot of fun to see him uncork one from from out outside in the you know from deep in the outfield and have him just launch and nail a guy at second base which is just incredible to see um his offensive skills are basically just he's an average on everything and not nothing really stands out but that arm is really impressive and probably means he has somewhat of a big league career because he's probably going to end up somewhere as a fourth outfield type and you know, maybe you might be able to do a little more, but that's Will Abreu. Woohoo. So, <laughs> all right. Well, all you Red Sox fans, I hope you enjoyed that portion of the show here on the Plotso Podcast. It's me, Mikey G, Ben, and Robbie, of course, talking about the next big three today. We kind of putting it to an end for Boston. Now, yep. do you guys want, you guys are going to go with the Reds or the Astros next? You, you tell us, Skipper. I'm going to save the Reds for last because I find them most interesting. So let's go to the Astros next just to get that out of the way. Now, I'm not saying the Astros don't have an interesting system with some tantalizing players to munch on, but uh, that's a strange way to put a prospect, someone to munch on. Yeah. Well, however it strikes you. I mean, these, these are a lot of these are teenagers here, Michael. Let's be let's be careful. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of things going on here, man. I got some issues. So, you know. I'm going through some things. Yes, thank you, Master. Oh, I like that. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> All right, so let's start with you, Robbie. This time, Ben, let us off. You lead us off here on the Houston Astros' current top three. 
Okay, so for my number one, we're going to Italy. We got Spencer Aragatti. Um, my number two is Jacob Melton. I Sorry, I don't have an accent for that one. But let's go back to, I'll make this Italian. I'm sure he's not with my number three, Joey Loperfido. Um, so I've got a first base, second base outfielder in Loperfido. And I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right, but honestly, suck it. Okay. Um, he's knocking on, the, knocking on the MLB door after 25-25. Uh, season in the minors, he hit three levels. I'm picking him up because I like the fact that Houston's outfield depth is shallow. I also am afraid because I watched them screw up Jose Siri for, I think it was a season and a half before oh. Tampa Bay was like, I think I we know how to make him a major leaguer. Um, but whatever. Uh, Abreu is the first baseman. They have J.J. Mechevich, uh, who's now kind of aged out of the fun excitement of being a prospect. They clearly don't like his um, you know, two outcome approach. And um, so I think there's a potential there for Loprofito to be the move around guy. Damn! Wow, two outcomes. Utah. Yeah. Give me two. There you go. I pressed <laughs> the wrong button the first time. That's uh, okay. Thanks. That, hey, that's fun. Okay. We having and fun that, yet? So who was your third then, Robbie? You had Loprofito was the third. Loprofido. I had Aragotti and oh. Jacob, excuse me, Jacob Melton, 2022 okay. second round pick. Yep. I did, I I'm hoping we got some overlap, so I only want to talk about yeah. the Loper because I didn't yeah. think you'd have them top three. And <laughs> no, I actually, interestingly enough, we have the same top three. So I'm, I'm going to talk the first. That's a first. Is that a first? I, it, it, it is the yeah. first time we've had that. Um, the guy I really want. Yay! To... Oh, maybe it's bad news. Maybe, maybe that's an omen. I don't want it to be an omen. I'm excited. Uh, you guys are wizards. You guys, genius, you guys are geniuses. Genius. I'm going to take yeah. it as a positive. So the guy I'd want to talk about out of that group is Melton. And perfect. I'm I'm a big fan of his skill set. I think that's a guy that very feasibly next year is pushing up for major league time. Um and really right now, Melton is a top one hundred guy for sure, most places. Um you're seeing two of the guys that went in that Mets trade are our uh, top 100 guys and Aragati, I'm seeing a lot of places as a just miss guy and I'm seeing someone else. We're going to talk about here in a little bit as a just miss guy. Um, But uh, Melton to me is a guy who folks don't like the way his swing looks, but it works. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it works for him, and that's just it. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, all the way up, everyone talked about how bad Royce Lewis's swing was. Guess what? It works. <laughs> yeah. You know, it works for him. It helps his timing. He's he gets around on everything, and it's not just he gets around on low velocity. He gets around on high velocity. He is. I like him as a guy who, if you want to take about a step and a half back from Kyle Tucker. It's that type of profile. Very good speed, very yeah. good power. And I think he can hit. He's not going to hit as well as Tucker overall. Probably not going to be a 30-30 guy, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's 20-20 and maybe even 25-25. So. Wow, dude. Okay. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Robbie, what's your retort? He had the 23 dingers last year, 40-plus stolen bases. I mean, we love it for fantasy. Um, again, outfield depth in Houston is thin. So it it allows him that opportunity. I think he's more of a 2025 type solidified MLB, you know, like sneaking up this year. Um, but to me, I'm not seeing anything really concerning. Like 
two strikeouts to every walk last year. Sure. Um, but you're playing a full season. You're you know going to get some better coaching as you go along. Two-strike approach can do the change for him. The big thing is going to be the light kick. Can he do like a slightly less kick on the, you know, once he's got two strikes and all of a sudden drop a bit in power, but keep it up. We're going to get on your face and point out your fault. Or are the coaching staff going to say, you know what, strike out. Like, we don't care. We want to see that power. Don't change because we don't want you to get in your head. So, yeah. And as for Aragati, um, I mean, I like him. I was on him last year. He was one of those list guys for me where I was looking to pick him up, um, you know, second half of rookie eligible drafts because he wasn't thought that highly of. But, you know, four pitches, fastball, curve slider, change. Um, he's just high K to nine guy. Uh, what was it I put here? The K to nine first alerted me when checking on MLB.com uh, one night in July 2022. And since then, I've been like adding them where I where I can. Mm. I just like it. The, the nice thing is that Houston um, graduates a lot of their prospects. They don't always work out, but at least they're, they're a system where not everyone's overwhelmed with the talent, but they keep seeing guys come up, they play, they cycle up to the next one, they come up, they play, you know, um, and that's, that's again, that's a good sign for fantasy guys. You can pick up Astro potential players because they should get a shot. Beautiful. Can we move to the next big three, Ben? Sure. Now, this the guy that I was talking about it that might be, on there that is kind of getting a lot of love on back end of prospect lists is Luis Baez, um, an outfielder that's a young guy. I love his overall package of skills. It's really fun to watch. The power is freaking ridiculous. Um, like, and so then the other two, I have Bryce Matthews and Zach Dezenzo, uh, are my other two that I have in my next three. So there you go. Right on schedule. Then, See, Chad says, yep. I'm assuming Ben was alluding to Dezenzo, who was a perennial favorite name on the show. And I've actually started seeing him on some lists in the 80, 85 range overall. And I've seen him more on fantasy focused lists, the overall lists, like your pipeline, your BA, oh. um, baseball prospectus, stuff like that. They're still not quite there just because he's almost certainly a first baseman because the defense is just atrocious at third. Um, but he's got an arm. I mean, it's just a matter of if they might try him in the outfield a little first before making the first base choice. Um, but God, the we talking about good. practice. Yeah. Well, he's practicing, you know, you know he's going to get there. Yeah. Uh, but the power is legit. Um, the swing goes in and out. And that's this, the concern with Desenzo is, there, he's going to go on long streaks where he, I mean, he's making Mario Mendoza look like a really good hitter. Um, and then he's going to cut, which, boy, if folks don't get that reference, I'm going to start feeling really, really old. But oh. uh, but uh, then he'll go on a streak where he's going to hit 290, you know, with huge bombs. And the power should be consistent no matter what. It's just that how consistent his contact will be is going to really determine his overall value as a future player. All righty. We're humming along here. You guys could jump in the live chat, just like Chad has been doing, if you so desire. I see you're watching. We got some people watching right now, so don't be shy. Come on in. Robbie, what do you think of your top three Houston Astros? Uh, next well, three, sorry. My next, my next three, yeah. So I'm with you on bias. Love it. Uh, 20-year-old outfielder. He was a late. J2 signing, which is a mm-hmm. Houston thing. So 
that's cool. They're willing to kind of pass on the big dollars and get you the next time around. Uh, my number five is, well, whatever, five. So my next three, uh, Rhett Kuba uh, is a 2021 12th round draft pick mm-hmm. who I think finished the year. Yeah, he got promoted to AAA, uh, six foot 180 righty, does what stuff pitchers struggle to do, um, and it costs him opportunities. He pounds the strike zone. Uh, yeah. This isn't a down and away nibbler. He wants to get you uh, no or bad contact, which is. Um, what we're seeing less and less of in the game. Ideally, for fantasy, you want higher K to nine. You can do a little bit of a trade off if Ezzy goes up AAA and then into the show. We're just getting that thing. Um, what, the, what are they called? Quality starts. That's right. That's no. what he could be a quality start pitcher. Oh, I know. Uh, and that, that, yeah, that's what I'd like him to do for us. Uh, the next one is more of a uh, I'm dreaming on you. And that's Miguel. I'm going to oh. nail the names. Why don't I just pick like names I can pronounce? Uh, <laughs> well, you, this one you're legit on, though. So, you, you, uh, you're right? No, <laughs> I don't, yeah. Volva is it? Uh, it's U L L O L A. Okay. That's just right. Type that in. Um, Miguel U L L O L. Someone tell me how to pronounce it and I will work on my enunciation. Anyway, he's a help this man. First guy. Uh, three other pitches working to get you thinking about them so he can then turn around and nail you again with the fastball. RP risk, sure. Um, but, I mean, how can you not love a 20-year-old who could absolutely pound it? Uh, 22 years old, he'll be playing at double-A this year and great K-9 to potential. He reminds me a lot of Framber Valdez, but from the right side. Ooh. Fram- uh, you know, Framber, <laughs> Framber is a, a guy that just, I mean, he throws such a hard heavy fastball and pound i mean that's almost all he throws is fastballs but you you just ground him out and that's the type of fastball that he has and and uh you know it's not it's not a hundred mile an hour pitch but man does when he locates his pitch lower in the zone he gets the what you want out of going north and south with his fastball when he's locating it below waist you're putting that ball on the ground every single time because of the action on the fastball. When he gets it letters and up, you're swinging underneath it because it looks like it's going to, you know, dip for you. And then it just stays on plane. Um, which I mean, that rising fastball effect is, is very good. The thing I love last year, watching a couple of his starts, he went from throwing an ugly curveball uh, at the beginning of the season. By the end of the year, it wasn't, a, it by no means was a plus curveball, but he had control of it. And that's a huge, huge thing. And we all know that Houston is amazing at taking a guy, regular guy that he can locate his fastball. We can get you some metrics on that fastball and make it play up. And then, hey, here's this curveball we teach everyone. Work with that. And, you know, there's your Christian Javier. There's your, I mean, look at all these guys that they brought through the system that. They, well, they their curveball pitching coach, Lance McCullers, could uh, take everybody yeah. aside and say, I tell Lance you, this McCullers! one postseason, this one postseason, fellas, I did this thing where I threw that curveball. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs> oh, well, and I mean, he coaching is coaching is about all he's done the last couple of years. So, I mean, I'm sure. Oh, could, you know, wow. That's why I'm calling him coach. <laughs> coach McCullers. It even sounds good. Coach McCullers. That could be a That sitcom. is bullshit. Well, no, I think it's legit. Uh, okay, Ben, do we have non-list guys that you're interested in? I've got Jaime Melendez. I'm not going to call him Jamie. Um, 
<laughs> I love him. Yeah. He's a bonus mention, not a lock in the top three. He also doesn't seem to get much love when I'm looking on lists, um, which is why I make mine, because some people make mistakes. So the guy I love is uh, Alonzo Treadwell, was drafted this oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six foot eight. I mean, I just... I love that. I love those stats. Oh, the, yeah. six, six foot eight, 230. Um, but... He would have been a legit guy coming out of high school and had Tommy John. And so then he just, he went to college instead. I mean, nothing has really come back the way it was starting to show as a high schooler. But he's coming mm-hmm. over the top with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball at you. And right, just... has – yeah. And, and he has three other pitches. All of them are average-ish. And – as he's getting that control back, God, that's that could just be a weapon. When you're six foot eight and you can control four pitches, even if they're all average pitches, you're gonna be able to do some stuff. And the thing I like the best seeing video on him is I don't know that I ever saw him goofy in his delivery, which when you get over a certain height, you know, we've had this conversation a few times. Once you get over a certain height, you tend to have a little more trouble having a consistent delivery because you got these great big old long arms and legs. He's he's really very consistent with his delivery. It's just a matter of being healthy. And so I, I love him. I, I think he's one of those guys that he's going to end up popping in like two years and we're all going to go, God dang it, the Astros got another one. So, but he's just, oh, he's got a long ways to go now. So, yeah. Whoopsie uh, Daisy. <laughs> Uh, the other two guys that I wanted to mention, I guess Zach Daniels honorable mention, but uh, more so just to like the fantasy guys out there, Justin Dearden, who was an outfielder or is an outfielder oh, with yeah. the Astros has stalled out at AAA, much like Pedro Leon. Um, these are absolute, you know, you can do buy sell oh, episode. The, these are sell guys. These are people who someone in your league may know their name. Leon for sure. They'll know um, you want to get some type of asset back for them. And you can always do the like, hey, I kind of don't mind this 18, 19 year old guy that we're talking about is the next three on our podcast right now. And you trade them a Deer de Leon so that you get away from that because they'll be like, oh, this guy's a triple A. Yeah, sure. That sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. And they don't just like understand that Houston will uh, turn and burn these guys out quickly. And I think that's the thing. Like both the, both those guys are prospects or have been prospects with some level of, you know, clout desire for fantasy owners. I, I don't think this is a good investment anymore. Oh my goodness. Well, I appreciate you guys being honest. I will go to a comment here just to get you guys' take if you have any from Chad. I came up with one Astros question. Does the bat ever catch up to the glove for Esmeal Valencia or is his best outcome Harrison Bader meets Kevin Kiermeyer? You're listening to the Palazzo Podcast. If you've got some noodles in the water on your stove, now's a great time to check if they're overcooked. Me, myself, I prefer al dente. More pointless commercials are up next, right here on the Palazzo Podcast. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I... Quite frankly, I'll be honest, I just don't have enough information on the swing with him to be confident saying it's going to get better. Um, What I heard is his speed was what basically allowed him to do anything at the plate when he, you know, there's a lot of balls. If you look at how many doubles and triples a guy gets in the Dominican, let's just say there's a lot of those that are gifted errors uh, that they should have been recorded as an error but at that level, they're just kind of like, well, it looks like he found the gap. Uh, yeah, no, maybe not. And so there's, you know, that would get chopped off at batting average. And pretty soon that, I mean, it's already a 262 average. Already that's, now you're looking at like a 240 something with a whole lot less, you know, doubles and triples. Yeah, I, I worry a little bit about the profile and offensively, but from what I've understood, it's going to be an elite, probably right field glove. He can handle center, but he's it's it's more arm over glove, and it kind of profiles as a right field if he can make it sort of thing. I also feel like we need to see him go to complex, yeah, and see what it's what he's like against hyped players of his same age, which is a big thing for a lot of the DSL guys. There are teams we talked about last podcast that skip complex and send them to a, uh, we talked about the Rockies making a shockingly bad choice for the Rockies, right? We always do. That's a wrong beer. Of Shit. Yeah. I was going to say, what are you talking about? Oh, there we go. Jeez. I, can't of, I was thinking St. Louis. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. My apologies. But, but yeah, so I, I kind of think that's the next test for him. I'm certainly not going out and getting him. One of the worst things that's ha- that happens with J2 guys, especially this time of the year, is people don't look enough. You're like YouTube, the swing, all that kind of stuff. They don't do that. They are like, what are the signing bonuses? Oh, I guess he's worth it. You know, and then oh, that's the end of it. Uh, that's smart, then, dude. That makes sense to me. Yeah, so I, I try to find second tier guys. I, I put in the time. It's always good to have like a a real J2 type or J15 
professional to talk to. And it sure would be cool if we could have that someday. Ooh. Is that a hint? Is that a teaser? Do you got something? No, you don't. We got, the, okay. we got the Reds to talk about. Does that count? <laughs> I don't know why that scary music played. I'm very excited about the Reds. I think the Reds are a lot of fun. Oh, look who's here. My pal, Charlie. What's up, buddy? Charlie's here. Always good to see Charlie. Uh, F.F.S. Govier? Do we know what uh, that that's, means? That's when you miss the beer drop. Oh, it's yeah. For Fox's sake. <laughs> oh, that's what that means? Oh, yeah. no, I didn't know no. that either. I, I had no clue. That. You guys are on the inside. Yes, yeah, so let's lock in now here for the Cincinnati Reds. We've given you so far some Boston, some Houston. Now we're going to the Midwest, right down the middle, the tri-state area of Indiana, Kentucky, and, of course, Ohio. Cincinnati Reds was the place I used to live, but I never saw a game when I lived there. I'm an idiot for huh. doing that. I regret yeah. that. I lived there in 2004. I could have been watching there you go. Uh, Andy Adam Dunn. Was that Adam Dunn's there? Oh, Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's... You think about boring players, Andy Dalton is just like the definition. The Why do you have a jersey, How by the way? How dare you? You have a jersey. You have an Andy Dalton jersey. For those that can only hear this, Robbie just pulled out an Andy Dalton jersey, which was... The last thing I thought I would see today. Oh, so I, I will say, yeah, he's got Ocho. Oh, Ocho Cinco. Ocho. Um, one of my, one of my life uh, on the bucket list of life for me is to attend a Cincinnati Reds opening day game. Because they do opening day right in Cincinnati. But that's so. been changed. It used to be super special, right? They changed that? I mean, it's still it's, opening day. It used to be like yeah. the first game. Yep. Of the season, they right? To, they used to always have the first game, but they still do a parade that day. They still do all the like pomp and circumstance. They just don't get the MLB push to be the right. first game of the year and things like they used to. I did so, not know that. That's amazing yeah. and should be rewarded. Oh, yeah. It's a cool little That's thing so about cool. Cincinnati. So, uh, all right. Cincinnati Reds, top three. Who's leading off here? Give it a Ben. Okay. So, I basically went... This, this is a fun system, folks. This is a really, really, really deep system that we could probably talk about 20 guys, no problem. Um, so I went with three guys that are absolutely major league players. One of them has been there already. That's Noel V. Marte. Um, second one is Rhett Lauder, who it wouldn't surprise me if he's there next year, or uh, this year, that is. Yeah. Um, and then my third one is Edwin Arroyo, who, as a fantasy guy, may not be sexy, but he is going to be a major league player. And he's going to be a, probably a major league, well, almost certainly a major league regular. So um, that's the guy. I'll talk just a little bit on. He's not, I don't think he's ever going to hit you 20 home runs, might not even steal you 20 bases. I, but I, I like the profile, liken the profile to Miguel Rojas back in the day when he was with the the Marlins very very consistent defender doesn't do a lot of flash but almost never screws up and that's just it is such a you watch him defense and you're just like okay how is he so good he's not doing anything crazy not making any big dives but he's like a vacuum out there he gets to absolutely everything sucks it up and it's an out it's it's really impressive to watch which is going to, like I said, it leaves him with a really high floor that he will be a major leaguer. It just might not be one that is sexy for us in fantasy. 
Okay. Well, I am really excited because I put Edwin Arroyo on the new graphic that I've made for this show. So at least I, I got one of the top three from Ben. There I feel good go. about that. So, And uh, what about you, Robbie? Disagreements for the top three of the Cincinnati Reds? One and two were locked and loaded. I like how we're starting to, you know, we're sinking, we're sinking. as yeah. some of the ladies say. Um, and then on the oh, third I... one, yeah, I'm sorry. I got the. Sorry, that got a little blood on my face there. Um, the third one I've got is Chase Petty. A oh, Chase Petty! Starting yep. pitcher, 2021 first rounder, uh, finished the year in double A. He's not getting the sexy nine, uh, K to nine that you want in fantasy, but he gets outs and he's kept his walks in check. I think he comes along slower than louder, uh, but has a future in the mid to back end of the res rotation. And like kudos to the Reds for being one of the teams who promoted a whole bunch of guys last year. It's exciting for us as fantasy guys to see it come up and happen. And then it's even better when the team like takes, you know, like they win games because they've done it because it might just encourage another team or two to do it. And it didn't empty out the system. You know, Marte at the end of the year, the knock on him was like, you know, prospect fatigue, whatever you want to say. He wasn't, he peaked when the trade happened, all that kind of stuff. He's always been young for his age. It's always been something that he's had to overcome from day one. It was like, he's not a shortstop. He's not a shortstop, but you know, he's three true outcome type guy. He's a fantasy, you know, asset. He's not going to strike out as much as Eugenio or Suarez um, has in a Reds uniform. And then when he did in a Mariners uniform and whoever he goes to next, uh, I, I like it. And louder or, or louder is going to uh, be up. I think, uh, at the end of 2023, if it's all going well for the Reds, sure. that changeup's elite. It sets up the rest of it for him. You know, he can do a little bit of nibbling <laughs> and not get caught. Um, J.A. Haas, is that right? Is it Haas? Haas. Hop. The guy that Hop? was with the Astros got traded to the Jays, Hap. got his yep. shit. Hop. Hop. Son yep. of a bee sting. Um, it was Hop. Okay, it was a Hop. nibbler. He constantly yep. nibbled, could never get quality starts. That's my only fear with Louder is if he tries to nibble when he gets strike two and then throws ball, 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 you know, like lets the guys get away. Other than that, though, he like he's got the ability. He's pro ready. It's like drafting Alec Manoa. He's going to be up. He's going to play. The team's on the right path. This is a safe guy to get um, in your dynasty. Uh, I love rumors. So, yeah, promising. Louder's Louder's a guy who. He just attacks the crap out of hitters. And the good thing is he's got the the stuff to do it. He's got, you know, he's a plus control guy. I mean, if if anyone watched college baseball, this is a guy who went toe-to-toe with Paul Skeens for almost an entire game. And oh. if you ask me, Louder was the better pitcher that day. And that was in College World Series action. It was – he's a legit I, – I think – I compare him to Nick Lodolo, but from the right side. As in Call 911! Wow. <laughs> there's a really high floor there, but there is also still some room for him to add on to what is already a really impressive set of skills. Um, the guy, when you're talking about Chase Petty, I think everyone, you know, you brought up uh, Chad's comment about him being a reliever only. And, you know, this is a kid, when he was drafted by the Twins, one of the first things, you know, got hey, the guy's freaking amazing when you put a microphone in front of his face. You got to love that. Um, but he was a guy who popped hundreds, hundreds at uh, Showcase, you know, so he's he's popping triple digits and poppers went, went through some and, and he has a legit like 
60, 70 grade slider. And so that's where a lot of that reliever talk came from. And he got into pro ball and just went, you know what? I really need to be able to work a whole start. I'm not going to throw a hundred, you know? So all of a sudden he's a guy who's topping out more than like 95 and it's a two seamer. It gets a lot of ground balls, but he, what he kept hearing was, well, his, his control is only average ish. So the kid, I, I think right now he legitimately could hit the nose on the dime the way is he throws the ball. And it's just amazing to watch him that quickly turn into that kind of a pitcher to where he can nail his spot so well. And it, it definitely changes him from a, a ceiling to a fl- high, high ceiling to a high floor player already, which is a crazy thing to happen in a, a matter of what, two years from draft time to the point of, of uh, where we're at now. Okay. Wow. What do you think of that, Robbie? I like it. I, you said he could hit the nose on a dime. Do you think he could hit the polar bear's nose on the toonie? <laughs> I was just going to say, we're going to get into Canadian money, let's, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> I was just say, let's get, we can get a $2 coin here. Uh, no, I, I mean, I like it. Like, I'm a petty fan. I like, like, I like all three of these guys. Marte has just been the one that's had the, the tarnish on him, but he's done the right thing by... Um, persevering and at age 22 he's because i want to fit in yeah he fits in that's what he does that's what and i bet he is an excellent addition to that clubhouse (laughs) yeah chances i got my notepad open and my pen and my inkwell ready for ben and robbie to tell me how good alfredo duno is who am i kidding i'm waiting for only ben to do that yeah who's that (laughs) i i do know know who you're talking about i do not not arguing that with you (laughs) so now there, I'll use Petty. Petty is in the top of my next three. But one oh. of the best parts about Petty is I think in a clubhouse, he's going to be like a Jock Peterson type where he's just in there, you know, come on, you MFers, let's get this done. And, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see him in a major league clubhouse the way that he's going to respond. But that's, you know, I just, I like the kid a lot. He's in my next three. And I kind of picked two other guys that I'm going to have some cold water for. Um, first one being Connor Phillips, who, cool, you know, I, I, I think he's a little higher perceived than what I believe he truly is. Um, I agree. And then uh, the other one is Cam Collier, which really makes me sad because I love Cam Collier. What? But Everybody he's... raves about Collier. Anybody who ah. claims to be a prospects overlord has said nothing but wonderful things about Cam Collier since he's been drafted. I, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Yeah, no, I loved Cam Collier coming out because, A, he was a year younger than everyone else and had a swing that looked more mature, which I, I thought, oh, this is this is a really good thing. And sure, right now, the swing still looks, when he's able to get there, it looks really good. The problem is he hits a lot of balls into the ground and into the right at guys and doesn't get underneath much. And for a guy who's best, probably best tool overall is his power. That's not a good way to get into that. Um, so that's, that's a concern for me. And he has, he's already stake taken such huge steps backward with his athletic ability. I mean, he's, he's listed as six two two ten. 
it would not once it would not at all surprise me if he is 20 pounds heavier than that i mean he just moves so terribly at third base i think he's a first base only guy at this point and that really changes what he's got to do with the bat you got to be elite with the bat to be a first base and be a legit prospect and he's got the underlying tools to do that he just needs to get the ball in the air and so i right now if i had him in a dynasty and someone was offering me kind of top 100 value for him i'd, I'd probably buy it i'd probably sell on that so because... spencer aragati you would make that deal oh yeah especially yeah oh, because yeah. that's that's no a brainer. Guy who's... Yeah, that's that's a future major leaguer for sure. And Collier's just he's got multiple years to kind of show that he needs he's ready for that. So and that's not the first Cincinnati guy who was drafted high, who a high school guy drafted high, who has now regressed since not since draft day, but like from the draft time to now the the thought of a little bit less. Yep. Yep. And that's. Yeah. So uh, the other. Yeah. Phillips. I don't know if if you've got Phillips on yours at all, Robbie. No, uh, I'm empty, not Phillips with that. Okay. I'm sorry. The puns, when they come to me and I've got a microphone in front of me, <laughs> they're going to come out. That's just not. Nah. We couldn't do diddly poo. You know, that's true. <laughs> uh, no. You'll need to find a more accurate one for, you know, that was not punny. You know, find that I somewhere. don't want your life. How about that? Oh, my God. Are we going to Varsity Blues it? I don't want so, your life. Varsity, yeah. VHS. I got the VHS yeah. copy. <laughs> nice. yeah. right Special edition, guys. Special edition. <laughs> That's nice. a genius move. I mean, I would love to have VHS Varsity Blues. I wish I could be as cool as you. I mean, that makes you... never you know... Go ahead. The coolest guy I, on the show. I, I You're the compliment. coolest guy on the show now. Oh, yeah. This is an open and shut case. You never know when Cinema 9 is going to call. Okay? Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, Phillips, I think... We know you're longer at the club, Bob. You're... Phillips was a guy that benefited a ton from the sticky ball in double A early in the year because it gave his his uh, curveball extra depth. And I mean, his, he's got a nice curveball, but we sh- you got to see it in the majors that he doesn't have anywhere near the control of it that he showed in double A. I mean, he went through a, a stretch in his last start in the majors where he threw 12 balls and 12 pitches. Uh, that That's not good it's, it's not good <laughs> that's bad that okay. that is an astute um <laughs> job of scouting that one right there i say wait to ben, call it ben's ben's pitching analysis 12 yeah. balls and 12 pitches is not good hey not, connor phillips not, birthday's on uh, may 4th may the 4th be with you every year he uh, gets to celebrate go. that on his birthday isn't that fun uh well or if it. that is your birthday he may not like it anymore who knows but yeah it's like when you're born on christmas day they really screw yeah. you it's not cool yeah. poor ricky you know. No. <laughs> okay, so my next big three. Um, I've got two A ballers and one no baller. Um, my first A baller is Adam Serwinkowski, the 19-year-old lefty who was a 15th round pick in 2022. Highly originally he was highly touted, mid-90s fastball, low low 80 slider, um, crushes the souls of hitters. He's a there long he way is. off. But at six foot, yeah, he's a little down on the MLB.com list. <laughs> he's only but 19. I don't go, so I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't go <laughs> off that for fantasy relevance. I go off who's going to win me championships in future seasons. I don't care how many it, away it is. Uh, 
he's he's a flyer. He's you know a flyer guy. He's got a year pro ball under him. I just like the idea. I've been going back more because I hated on high school drafted pitchers so much five years ago that I really want to change my opinion of those guys. But it's still, I'm not investing their draft year like I used to uh, adamantly tell people not don't do that. Don't you know you're wasting your pick. It's less than a 18 percent chance they're ever going to even exceed rookie um, uh, experience. Whatever 50 innings pitched. Now I'm I'm doing the circle back, right? Who are the guys who are past that that still got like a bonus of some sort, opted not to go to college, and you know the team's doing something with and and you see the build like a six five guy. If you look at the picture that we've got up here on, on the YouTube's, I mean this is a thin looking guy, but he's not bony if I can say that. He's just thin, so he can you know continue to develop at that um, as he goes. It can just be another slow build guy here. And my next guy up is. Son of a bitch with the names. I need to figure this out for the next podcast. <laughs> Shang and Lin. I 100% have. And uh, that's a Canadian who just said that right there. Um, that's right. Will, Will Arnett, Arnett, baby. Um, Wait, Shang there's no picture Shang of Shang and Lin. This is lame. Come on. No, it's, this is what we want. No one knows who he is, so we can all go draft him. Okay. He's yet to play pro ball. Smooth contact over power. Uh, he also has the shortstop outfield starter pitcher tag oh right-handed pitcher it says on here well let's just say it's starting pitching why wouldn't you try to start right um i'm excited to see what he can do and i just want to put the little note out there that wasn't hunter green a two-way guy once upon a time but now that would be a little more accepted so maybe we'll see some type of otani type guys down in the minors and why not uh have it as a you know a guy with the reds so my final guy is carlos sanchez uh, the lefty shortstop slash outfielder. He was a 2022 J2 class guy for 70K. He wasn't part of their uh, multi-million dollar signings, um, but he's been the best of the guys so far. Great eye, drawing one for one, K to walk, uh, just over a 30% K rate, not ideal. Um, the in-game over-the-fence power hasn't shown up yet, but 18 extra base hits in 2023 are strong indicators. He's doing just fine. Hell yeah. I'm not arguing that with you. I'm not. Thank not you. one bit. Ben, any more? You want to respond to those players? You got some bonus Cincinnati Reds players here on the Palazzo Prospects Prospect Hour. Well, so there was a guy that I got, I've got two extras. One of them maybe had the absolute best season statistically of any player in the minor leagues last year. Austin oh. Hendrick. Was it Austin Hendrick? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> that would be that would be Blake Dunn. Um, oh, and Blake Dunn is a tremendous freaking athlete. The kid was recruited for track, football, and I believe basketball. Basket along weaving. with along with baseball in high school. This is like a legit four sport stud athlete. Um, the hell of a beard too. I was just going to say, can we find another picture of the beard? I want to know if this is legit or if, if he was a bonus baby and he had a, a transplant. Because that is No, he definitely wasn't 25. much of a bonus. Yeah, he wasn't a bonus baby. But uh, he ended up at Western Michigan because he, like, killed himself his senior year of high school to injury. Um, and so missed pretty much all of those sports. He was being highly recruited and then missed all of his sports. And so he ended up at Western Michigan hoping to play two, uh, two sports and just played baseball because he 
was it really healthy? Um, so That's he finally got really healthy ginger. this last year. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. There you go. Sorry for talking over but you, but I just, <laughs> he, he was, he was two home runs away from being 30, 50. And that's, that's a hell of a year. I don't care if it's, you know, if you're 30 and you're playing an A ball, that's still a hell of a damn year. Um, because that's, it's hard to put up those kind of numbers, but he is, he's a guy who goes so hard out every single play that you're almost a little worried that that injury bug is going to come back at him again. Um, but for right now, I mean, he's got, he's a legit elite fielder, not a great arm. He's probably a left fielder because of his arm. Um, but what I saw this year is legit of his raw tools, but health has been such a huge bugaboo for him. So, um, the other guy I want to talk about a bit is, uh, Ty Floyd and he was typhoid. Yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I could, I was, I could same brain, Govier, same brain, (laughs) but, uh, this probably the best fastball in this last year's draft. And I'm including Paul Skeens. Um, this guy has got the biggest issue he has is everything else is, eh. um, I mean, it's a 50, if he's lucky type of scouting grade on his other pitches, but he does throw four. Um, and man, I, the fastball is just, gives him a really high floor as a reliever but if he if they can do anything with his secondaries this guy could be a really really good starter so that's uh, my two guys that's high praise draft, like in that same draft hunter holland was known as one of the safe lefty college pitching options um and he went wherever he was 80s what just before 80s um something like that and he's he's like the you know could could be up, never going to be too flashy guy, which is also ideal for uh, a fantasy pick in your first year player drafts of mm-hmm. a guy who falls back, you know, because the lefty's always going to get four chances um, just because they want that look. You know, they want that guy, worst case scenario, as we always hear, bullpen for the guy. But that's not Holland. I don't think he's going to do it. Um, he's starter or bust. Blake Dunn, I very quickly looked on fan tracks, um, one of the very honest sites out there. Uh, 21% rostered this week. <laughs> and uh, I, I think, yeah, he's he is available, um, MJ Govier, in our upcoming to-be-named later Ooh. league draft. So I've, cool. I have penned his name in here because, like, my queue is over 350 deep at this point. But Wow, love, dude. It's a 300-player, 300-pick max draft. But what I love to do is when the draft starts, I like to get really antsy and then continually move my guys up in the queue. And then I just like, I'll, you know, so like Teal, Teal's not in my top 100 because I want somebody else to make the mistake and draft him. I'm not going to do that. Wow. And somebody will, right? It's just like the J2 guys that signed for $4 million. They're all going to go way too early for 16 year olds. You got to, you know, wait. They're all top 50 type picks. They should go later, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, off topic on that, but I, I did put Dunn down in 21%. The other guys to mention, Reese Hines, who's been one of these guys yeah. for years that was about to break out and, like we might see a career out of him, and I got to be honest. After watching um, Will Benson last year go to Cincinnati from Cleveland, and I was like, "Oh, that's too bad," because Cleveland was turning their outfielders into MLBers 
what does he do in Cincinnati? He turns into an MLB or, and he sucked in April. And I was so pissed because I thought they're going to bury him in AAA and they brought him back and he stuck. And it looks like he could be a starting outfielder right now. Yeah. They might have a platoon system set up for him. I don't care. He's on the roster. He, he was a slow build exactly like Hines where like, what are we going to get? Like the stat line looks good in the minors, but honestly, what can we expect is fantasy specific guys here. Um, he was an interesting one. Part of the, <laughs> Donovan. Hi, Donovan. Yeah, we waited for you. He, he says, I hate work. Thanks for holding off till I got here. We just started. Yep. Yeah, uh, we did mention, I jokingly mentioned Austin Hendrick. He's the first round draft pick that has fallen back. Where was he? He was 2020, uh, 12th overall. And that was a guy that I remember, uh, Roto Ronnie, who loves a good shout out. He is the league troll of league trolls in your fantasy leagues. Um, he, he picked him up. So I love the fact that he sucks now. And and sometimes you, sometimes you just got to like when a prospect fails if it hurts one of your genius, genius, frenemies. Genius. Um, and I wow, don't Roto Roddy, it's else. for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty much it for me with the Reds. But again, kudos to the Reds for bringing up so many prospects last year and having yeah. them stick around. And they, I mean, they had to for injury's sake, but also when they stay up, you know, or they, you know, they create like that bubble where all of a sudden you're diving deeper into their system because like, well, who else could there be, right? Like who's got a, a pitcher who's really good defensively that might have some stolen base upside, whatever. It just makes you excited for the system like, much like Houston. Absolutely, my friend. Well said. Very exciting. Uh, any final comments on the Reds, Mr. Benjamin? Well, I noticed uh, Chad, I'll, I'll put it up here quick. He asked about Duno, and I know that uh, our boy Robbie is going to be like, nope, because that's a catcher. Um, so oh, I will say. I'll just leave, and you guys wrap this thing up. <laughs> no, okay. No, no, Duno, Duno is the second catcher in last year's class behind Ethan Salas in the J-15 class. He's, man, I I have a lot of concerns in how Duno's contact tool is going to end up becoming. He has legit power. He's 6'2", 210 already as a 17-year-old. Right. But, and he's a catcher. So that's going to wear on his body. So I wouldn't ever expect, I think he was like 6 for 6 or 7 for 7 in steals last year. And people went, ooh, he could steal 15 too. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> nope. He's, He's already slow. He just happened to be running on on catchers down there. And frankly, a lot of people ran on him. Uh, even though he's got a really good arm, his footwork is bleh. Um, <laughs> it's bad. Um, oh. I, I think he could. It, he's going to be a lot slower burn than Ethan Salas. And as a catcher, if they want him to play catcher, he's going to spend more time working at that first then working his way up. I mean, William Contreras did the same thing. He was showing excellent, excellent stuff in the DSL played very well in his first stateside work. And then they shipped him up to, they kind of hurried him up to double a and said, we're going to take whatever the crap you give us with the bat, because we want you, we want you catching it at that time. I think the, the uh, rotation was something like Freed and Ian Anderson. And I mean, it was a ridiculously Ugh. talented uh, rotation that was sitting in double A. And so he sat, he caught those guys in bullpens. He caught those guys in regular season and learned how to handle a major league pitcher as a catcher. And then the bat took off the next year again. I think but, uh, Ian Anderson's still pitching in double A. <laughs> well, you went, <laughs> you went back down there. Yeah, he's right back down. Yeah. 
he's the Michael Jordan driving a Porsche, though. That's the yeah. scenario he's working off of. If only he had a third pitch, you know, that just, well, or a second, but that's another thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, did we lose Govier? Oh, we did. Uh-oh, sad. He's go, go, Govier gone. Ah. Uh, so, I guess my question then would be, do you have it? Ah, ta-da, there he comes back. He's back. Oh, he's orange. Oh, he was orange, and he's not orange anymore. Uh, no, I'm not orange. Okay, come on. <laughs> I do like Cheetos, though. I like Cheetos, and uh, I'm proud of that. So, I guess, unless you have anything else, Robbie, I guess I don't. Like I said, we could sit here and talk Cincinnati for, like, the rest of the entire, you know, night if we wanted to, because it's that good of a system. I, yeah, I very really... sweet of you, Ben. It's a beautiful sentiment you're making, but uh, society's got issues still. So yeah, well, I know I'm frozen too, but you can hear me. And I don't know why <laughs> I'm having computer problems. This is probably a sign that uh, the show's. Yeah, well, no, no, no I, 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 we're good. I think we covered the three. They're they're systems that don't appear to be the most sparkling, but they've got plenty of gems. Um, that it's going to work out. It's going to work out well. I like that he keeps leaving and coming back for everybody that's watching. On on the podcast, <laughs> when Ty and I would do dingers, which I actually had a notification that said it was five years ago today, the first episode of Dingers came out. Um, yeah, so I have now been podcasting poorly for five plus years. Um, and now I'm doing it here on Palazzo Podcast. But anyway, yeah, like the next one up for us is the one that has the thumbnail. That's incorrect. So the Miami, Cleveland, Los Angeles Angels. Um, that'll be, that'll be lots of fun. And, uh, Govia might even stick around the entire show for that one. Who knows? Ah! He's back. We now have confirmed. And so a little drop drop at the end of this, that, uh, next week we will be recording with the man, the myth, the legend, Ben Badler and talking, talking, Thank you, Ben. We are, going, we are going to be talking about the international prospects group that just got signed in uh, uh, for our, this most recent J15 class, and he's going to give us all the details about who you need to know and who's maybe getting money that they don't deserve. That's putting him out. I, I, I don't think he's going to say anything like that, but he, no, he no. will definitely give you all the guys you do need to know which this is going to be one of those highlight type of interviews absolutely i'm i'm so looking forward to it because i just want to go the reds is a perfect team to leave at to say you know um mr badler please who are the carlos sanchez's of the j2 class that we need to look for we know the big top dollar guys we know those guys they're going to get every opportunity they've got the raw skills everyone's a shortstop we get it but who are the actual players that signed outside of those top 30 to 40 guys? Like we want the next tier where there's legit talent, but the money wasn't there. Cause those are the guys who end up falling two and three years from now. They become the out of nowhere types, the Raffaella's like Boston has. Um, we want, we want to know well, who those guys are today. The Jackson Churio, another, another guy though. I think he was thank you very much. Well, I mean, if you want to put it that way, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Ronald Acuna Jr. combined Absolutely. signed for less than 200 grand. Alejandro yeah. Kirk, the speedster. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was another cheapo signing. There's lots of yep. them, right? There's lots of guys 
to do it. And we can always talk about the bus at the high end, but I think it'll be nice to have Ben come on and uh, really let us know the score. I'm so yeah. looking forward to this. Ho, ho, slow down there, Speed Racer. I probably won't even drink much during it. Ooh, wow. well, gentlemen, I can't now, thank you enough for coming out here this evening. <laughs> now, the other guy, as you guys are both getting your drink, the other fun thing we're going to do next Wednesday is we've got Eric from uh, Birdland. If you guys remember him last oh, year yeah. coming on and talking about the Orioles, he and Mike VA is going to work. We're going to have a good chat about the depth of the Orioles farm system. I thought you were going to say a three-way talking birds. Oh, I'm just, yeah, let's just be careful with you. Wow, dude. But I, we're going to have some fun pods coming out on the channel here, folks. Yeah. So let's be, you know, keep your eyes open because there's going to be some fun stuff coming out to talk about. I like fun things. And I like you, Ben. I like Robbie fairly well as well, in addition to <laughs> We've had a good time here. This is the Palazzo Podcast. Robbie Baseball, Benjamin Chase, myself, Michael Govier. Follow us on Twitter, Big Gentle Ben, Robbie Baseball 1, MJ Govier, Palazzo Podcast 2Ls. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. And of course, the Discord's free. It's always the description. You click on it, you join in, and you can talk prospects all night long. You could talk upcoming draft plans, first year player drafts for those that still have those on deck. We got it all. This There's nothing we can't provide you that other shows could provide you. The knowledge base here is thick vast and long and deep and I, i'm trying to make it seem like it's the most epic massive thing like you cannot avoid the knowledge base we got here robbie and ben alone are masters but then we got guys like chad chad loves prospects he's big into prospects and there's other guys in there who know their stuff minor league baseball is something we have a pretty good handle on here at the palazzo podcast so i'm really proud of that we've cultivated that Ben's made that happen. I give a lot of credit to Ben for that because he's really been able Absolutely. to cultivate that here the last couple of years. And now the Robbie's here too. It's only going to make it even better. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to having Ben on. Not this Ben, the other Ben, Ben Badler. That's going to be really, really cool. Yep. I'm excited to meet him and talk with him. And make sure you are there. Take advantage of live chat. You had opportunity to speak directly with somebody who has as much experience and knowledge and connections as anybody out there. It's a really special time for you yeah. as the viewer and the listener and the participator to get in. So make sure you do that because it'll be fun. Right? Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah, see, I just needed that confirmed. Great. All right. So <laughs> we will be back next week. Of course, the Discord's bumping 24-7 in the meantime. Lots of podcasts. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Robbie, me too. Ben, and Mike. We're out of here. Peace. Power prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 